0: Tonight, holding vigil for NFL player DeMar Hamlin, the aftershocks of a medical emergency seen by millions. The tackle that took a frightening turn.
1: A sobering moment, not only for the team, but for the fans. A
0: collapse caused by cardiac arrest. Sunwing and Via Rail summoned by Ottawa to explain holiday travel failures. I'm coming here every day hoping that I will look at my back. Lost luggage, huge backlogs, and Canadians demanding answers. Plus a stirring send-off for soccer legend. Fans flood the streets to bid a final farewell to Pelé.
2: CTV National News with Omar Sachedina.
0: Good evening, everyone. Crushing sadness hangs over the sporting world after an innocent-looking football play turned into frightening moments on the field in an instant. Buffalo Bills NFL star Demar Hamlin collapsed after suffering cardiac arrest during Monday's marquee game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Competition took a backseat seat to wrought unrestrained emotion and a powerful show of solidarity from teammates, fans, and other athletes. The NHL's Buffalo Sabres also rooting for his recovery, wearing shirts with Hamlin's number three. Tonight, the 24-year-old is fighting for his life in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital. CTV's Adrian Gobriel starts us off.
3: To midfield and lowers the shoulder.
4: What appeared to be a routine tackle quickly became apparent. It wasn't.
3: And now another Bills player is down.
4: In this horrific moment, what millions around the world watching Monday Night Football didn't initially realize is that DeMar Hamlin's heart had stopped beating at the 50-yard line. Well,
3: you can see that the ambulance is out there on the field and they are intensely working on DeMar Hamlin.
4: CPR was administered on the field. Approximately 30 minutes passed before the 24-year-old was taken to hospital. The weight of the disturbing incident evident on the faces of players on the field and shocking those off of it.
3: To see the emotion on the players, uh, even though we couldn't see exactly what was happening with DeMar at the time, I I knew that it was something that we hadn't seen before, something that was unprecedented.
4: An interview with Hamlin from just two months ago is surfacing tonight as he describes his experience helping an injured teammate during a game.
5: You never know when like the last day could be that you're getting to
4: experience something like this you know so i'm just i'm cherishing it every moment i can now it's his buffalo bills teammates arriving at the university of cincinnati medical center where inside hamlin remains in the icu in critical condition he took the snapshot
3: into the chest this isn't funny
4: during the 1998 stanley cup playoffs chris pronger took a puck off his chest he collapsed to the ice the nhl star suffered a medical emergency known as a cortis, Multiple cardiologists believe this is Hamlin's likeliest diagnosis. Hamlin's mother, seen here hugging her son before a game in November, was among the fans in attendance on Monday night. The NFL has announced that the bills bengals game won't be completed this week. Under the current circumstances, the game is now a distant priority. A moving show of support is underway. Hamlin had hoped to raise $2,500 for his community's toy drive. Donations have now skyrocketed to more than $4 million as fans around the world rally around him. Omar? So many people thinking about him tonight,
0: Adrian. Thank you. Let's bring in cardiologist Chris Overgaard, who has been analyzing video of the tackle. Doctor, there's so much that we don't know, but is it possible that a powerful hit to the chest could actually cause the heart to stop?
1: So actually it is. It's thankfully not very common, but if there is blunt force trauma Right on the heart, right across the heart of the precordial region, it could actually cause the heart to stop if it happened at exactly the right time.
0: Now, Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest. How is that different from a heart attack?
1: So, a cardiac arrest basically is a catch-all term for when the heart stops beating, whereas a heart attack is when there is a blockage causing not enough blood flow to the heart. Sometimes a heart attack can cause a cardiac arrest.
0: It was an extraordinary and horrific scene, medics performing CPR for 10 minutes and restoring his heartbeat before Hamlin was taken to hospital. What does that tell us?
1: So first of all, it reminds us the importance of CPR because they they understand right away that he had arrested. By running out and starting CPR, they were able to resuscitate him and bring him back so that he could actually go to hospital and survive the the trip.
0: Such an important skill. Dr. Chris Overgaard, thank you for your perspective tonight. Beijing is biting back over Ottawa's plan to impose COVID-19 testing requirements on air passengers arriving from China starting Thursday. The Chinese government is threatening retaliation for the move, which it calls political and not based on science. As CTV's Judy Trinh tells us, there are fears the new restrictions may lead to a backlash against Asian Canadians.
5: Chinese state television shows hospitals overflowing with COVID-19 patients, doctors and nurses working while infected. This health crisis comes after widespread protests forced the Chinese government to lift its zero COVID policy. Freed from lockdowns, the contagion spread. Deaths mounted, especially among the elderly who have a low rate of vaccination. Chinese officials say they're working with the international community to provide timely and transparent information. But there's doubt. Scientific modelling suggests millions of people are currently infected in China, while the official count is in the thousands. Worried about new variants, the Canadian government is requiring a negative COVID test from travellers coming from China, Hong Kong and Macau. But some experts say if there are new viral strains, it's likely they're here already.
6: And the likelihood is that people are going to experience the COVID from people they know in their lives and environments they know in their lives as compared to that traveller that's that's come in from, from
5: another country. Others point out this policy, which singles out one country, could prolong a backlash against Asian Canadians. We haven't done what we need to do to contain the creation of variants. So what are we doing trying to blame other countries um, for what's happening. And I think that all it does is it just continues to stoke anti-Asian racism. The US, Australia, Japan, and members of the European Union will also impose this testing requirement. Chinese officials say they will retaliate against the policy. But ironically, foreign travelers heading into China are also required to test negative for COVID before getting into the country.
0: Omar. All right, Judy, thank you. Russia now says 89 of its soldiers were killed in a Ukrainian missile strike on New Year's Day, believed to be Moscow's largest single day of losses since the war began. That's higher than what Russia initially admitted to, but far lower than the hundreds Kyiv claims died. Russia says troops broke rules and used cell phones leading Ukraine to their exact location on the eastern front. Satellite images show the building, which also stored ammunition, reduced to rubble in the strike. Families of fallen Russian soldiers held a vigil in their memory. The invasion by Russia forced many Ukrainian families to flee to Canada under a new temporary resident program. But last year, the country also brought in a historic number of permanent residents, 430,000, up from 400,000 the year before. CTV's Kevin Gallagher on the record numbers and concerns the ambitious targets lack a concrete plan.
3: The labor shortages affecting manufacturing businesses to construction sites to health care cost the Canadian economy billions each year, a major reason why the government is bringing in more immigrants than ever before.
5: We've seen high numbers of baby boomer generations retiring. We've got to look elsewhere to be able to ensure that we continue to have a steady supply of uh, scale labor.
3: Ottawa plans to exceed this record-setting immigration pace each year until Canada welcomes half a million new permanent residents by 2025. An ambitious goal with huge challenges, from expensive housing to aging infrastructure and the struggles of getting foreign credentials recognized.
5: We won't be able to fix all the problems of housing, integration, in order to begin to bring immigrants in. We will have to do all of this in tandem.
3: And the numbers don't reflect the nearly 130,000 Ukrainians who fled conflict for
2: temporary work permits. Russian soldiers were 800 meters away from my house.
3: Ola Chernoval is one of them. The anti-corruption lawyer arrived in June after receiving a job offer at the University of Ottawa. Now she's considering applying for permanent residency.
2: I have just good experience Um, with helping we settled down my life, uh, mainly Canadians help me.
3: In CTV's year-end interview, the prime minister was asked what will happen if more Ukrainians choose to stay. So is that on top of the 500, if, if they stay? I don't know that we've exactly uh, determined that yet. Last year, the government hired more staff to deal with a backlog of immigration applications. Today, it says 5.2 million were processed in 2022, Omar, double the year before. All right, Kevin,
0: thank you. The House of Commons Transport Committee is calling on Sunwing Airlines and Via Rail to publicly explain what caused the holiday nightmare that left thousands of Canadian travelers fuming, frustrated and looking for refunds. SCTV's Manitoba Bureau Chief Joe Makishon reports, the storms may have passed, but the push for answers has not.
7: In airports across Canada, the holiday hangover continues. Lost luggage is still piled up in Vancouver in Toronto.
3: I'm coming here every day, hoping that I will locate my bag or they will help me. There is absolutely no answer. This,
2: this couple
7: just returned blanket. from Cancun to an unopened suitcase.
5: No luggage, but we did the best we could.
7: This woman cancelled her flight, but her bag is in Punta Cana.
2: And it's been there for about 11 days now. Nobody's answering any phone line. We were just actually at the Sunwing head office, and there's nobody actually at the office either.
7: Sunwing has become the travel target for tens of thousands of passengers who had their December flights delayed or cancelled when winter storms hit just before Christmas. Since then, Sunwing cancelled all flights from Saskatchewan until February. I think Air Canada with about 200 airplanes, and WestJet's 150 airplanes, they can got a bit more flexibility in terms of being able to recover and to get their schedules back in place. Sunwing's got 35, 40 airplanes, that's about it. Two weeks since the travel chaos, and Sunwing said in a statement today, all scheduled recovery flights are complete, and impacted passengers may submit a claim for compensation or refund. The federal government beefed up air passenger protection legislation last fall. The Canadian Transportation Agency is supposed to be the fallback if airlines won't honour passenger claims. There's a backlog now of 31,000 complaints, and that's not counting claims since Christmas.
0: The government is not doing its job. The government has already
5: created a framework which is itself very difficult to enforce, far from being consumer friendly.
7: Passengers left in the dark might finally get some answers when Sunwing is called to Ottawa to explain the cancellations and delays publicly.
0: Omar. All right, Joel, thanks. The RCMP has charged a 19-year-old Ottawa man for allegedly posting social media threats directed at government buildings, politicians, and staff. Daniel Oud is accused of targeting Parliament Hill, the Defense Department, and the embassies of the U.S. and China in tweets reported to police by another Twitter user back in November. He now faces four counts of conveying a terrorist hoax and threatening to cause death or bodily harm. U.S. Congress was thrown into chaos today after hardline Republicans refused to vote for party favored Kevin McCarthy to become Speaker of the House of Representatives, meaning all business will remain on hold until the position is filled. CTV's Washington Bureau Chief Joy Malbin has the details of the disarray.
6: The House will be in order. It was anything but. As Republicans prepared to take control, the House was paralyzed.
1: I rise today to nominate the gentleman from California, Kevin McCarthy, as Speaker of the House.
6: Kevin McCarthy had already moved into the Speaker's office, a powerful post, second in line to the President. Wanting the job so bad, he pledged a fight to
0: the finish. We may have a battle on the floor, but the battle is for the conference and the country, and that's fine with me.
6: Falling short of the 218 votes needed. A speaker has not been elected. That hasn't happened in 100 years. Losing a second round. A speaker has not been elected. And then a third. A speaker has not been elected. Talk about humiliation.
5: This is all about never Kevin. They just don't like Kevin McCarthy. Even with Donald Trump's
6: blessing.
3: Where's Kevin? There's my Kevin.
6: 20 rebellious Republicans from the MAGA wing cast their votes for others, saying they just don't trust McCarthy.
0: If you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise.
6: This as Democratic Speaker Nancy Pelosi passed the gavel to Hakeem Jeffries, Democrats showing unity and making history.
3: A Latino is nominating for leader of this chamber a
2: black man for the first time in our history.
6: The House will try again Wednesday to elect a Republican speaker facing down a civil war within his own party. Tonight, McCarthy's future is uncertain. Omar?
0: All right, Joy, thank you. Time for a short break, but when we come back, personal reflections from the cobbler of the late Pope Benedict, plus the first photo of actor Jeremy Renner after a serious snow plowing accident. Somber tributes continue to pour in from the faithful for former Pope Benedict at St. Peter's Basilica ahead of his funeral on Thursday. CTV's Heather Butts spoke to a gifted craftsman who knew the pontiff.
1: More than 100,000 people have streamed through St. Peter's Square and into the Basilica to pay their respects over the two days of former Pope Benedict lying in state. I actually admired him, and he's a very courageous man. And he preferred... Behind the scenes. Joan Lewis has covered the Vatican for 40 years. She believes part of his legacy will be one of humility. So he made any encounter very, very personal. And instead of
5: kind of letting you know he was Pope, he wanted to know about you.
1: And while he turned heads by retiring, the first to do so in 600 years, during his time as Pope, his style also drew attention. A fashion moment, like the time he wore a traditional papal winter head covering. He had on what's called a camaro. He had, it was a red hat trimmed in white ermine. Most notably, though, his ruby red shoes. Benedict revived a centuries-old tradition that had lately gone dormant. The color, some believe, a reminder of the blood of Christ. Many of his made just around the corner from the Vatican. The craftsmanship of Antonio Ariano.
5: Dopo l'ho visto che lo portava.
1: I was so proud and excited to have him wear my shoes. He says. SIZE 42, they are elegant yet simple, like many consider the pope himself. But Benedict was more than a customer. The German pope and Peruvian cobbler formed a lasting friendship, Ariano calling him a father figure to a man who didn't have one. It was special, he says, because he was a great man. Their relationship, as divine as the shoes, made with care. Among the memories he holds close, the time Benedict sent a gift for his 50th birthday. He says it felt like a first gift from a father to his son. The shoemaker plans to visit the basilica tomorrow and pay tribute to his dear friend, the final day before the funeral on Thursday, which will be a mass much simpler than for a pope who died in office. Omar.
0: All right, Heather Butts at the Vatican tonight. Heather, thank you. New details have emerged about the New Year's Day accident that sent Hollywood actor Jeremy Renner to hospital with serious chest and leg injuries. Renner was run over by a snow groomer seen here in a four-year-old Instagram post when it lunged forward after he used it to pull a family vehicle out of a snowbank on a private road near his Nevada home. At this point in the investigation, we do not believe Mr. Renner was impaired at all, and we believe this is a tragic accident. Renner posted this picture today from his hospital bed, where he remains in stable condition. Still ahead tonight, a former titan of crypto gets his day in court. There was a new court appearance in New York today for disgraced former crypto king Sam Bankman fried The FTX founder pleaded not guilty to charges related to what prosecutors are calling an epic fraud. The 30-year-old is accused of cheating investors out of billions and diverting money for real estate purchases and political donations. A trial date has been set for October. He's under house arrest at his parents' home in California. The Saudi Arabian soccer powerhouse Al Nasser formally welcomed superstar Cristiano Ronaldo today, kicking off a new era in Asian soccer. Ronaldo's blockbuster two-and-a-half-year deal earns him up to $200 million U.S. per year, the highest-paid footballer ever. Ronaldo says he rejected multiple offers from North America and Europe.
2: In Europe, my work, it's done. I, I won everything. I played the most important clubs in Europe, and for me now is a new, new challenge.
0: The 37-year-old left Manchester United after a bitter public feud with the team. After the break, honouring Pele, the soccer legend's final journey. We leave you tonight with a final farewell to one of the most commanding sports figures of the past century. The Brazilian king of football, Pelé, played with a magical flair that personified his love for the beautiful game. And today, Brazilian fans came together to bury a legend who brought the country together. CTV's Tom Walters reports.
2: With drumming and cheering, fans gave a final send-off to Pelé. It was in the century-old stadium they call Villa Belmiro that Pelé became a hometown hero and a global superstar. And it was there that his body lay in state, as some 230,000 people paid their respects. Among them, Brazilian President Lula da Silva, who delivered his condolences to Pele's widow in person this morning. As the soccer legend left the stadium for the final time, his casket was placed on a fire truck and carried through the coastal city of Santos, accompanied by sirens and the sound of fireworks and by the thousands who lined the streets, some of them moved to tears. The procession stopped outside the house where Pele's 100-year-old mother still lives and where his sister Lucia waved from a balcony. Pele won 10 league titles with Santos and led Brazil to three World Cups, the first when he was just 17. Some of his records have gone unchallenged for half a century. He deserves everything that's happening here in Santos today, she says. Pelé Pelé will go down in history, he says. A legend that endures. He was spectacular, says a fan born decades after Pelé retired. An inspiration to me and my friends, says another. Today's procession ended at a high-rise cemetery, where Pelé's final resting place is on the ninth floor, facing the stadium now in death he overlooks the field where he was so much larger than life. Tom Walters, CTV News, Los Angeles.
0: Such an incredible legacy and inspiration to millions around the world. And that is a snapshot of this Tuesday from all of us at CTV National News. Thank you for watching and see you tomorrow. Good night.
2: TV National News, Canada's number one newscast.